Hello everyone. I am Haley. I'm your guide to love. Welcome back to my channel. This channel is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I'm so excited to be talking to Shantae today. She's talking about a sexual issue that she was dealing with, and now she's able to have really fulfilling sexual experiences. And I just think it's a really important topic, topic to discuss. So welcome. And thank you so much for letting me be here today. Yes, you're welcome. Okay, so go into your story a little bit because I know that there are women watching right now that are dealing with that. Okay, so um, I like to start by saying that, like, the main reason I wanted to be here today is to bring awareness because, like you just mentioned a minute ago, um, if this was men, you know, struggling, it would probably be known about. Mm -hmm. Well, it is known about, in my opinion, it's called erectile dysfunction, right? Because there's a couple basic things that have sex. We know that erectile dysfunction is a huge issue for men. And if they are struggling with it and haven't gotten help, they can't have sex. Well, I think people need to know that there's something extremely common uh, among women and it's causing them from, well, it's preventing them from being able to have sex. and when they do manage to have sex, it tends to be really painful and uncomfortable. And most people have never heard about it. And it's called vaginismus. Kind of hard to say, vaginismus. But yeah, um, most people have never heard about it from my own experience. Mm, yes, definitely. Yeah, and what is that? That's painful sex, right? Yeah, so, okay, it's basically where... Um, when a woman goes to, and it doesn't even have to be with sex, it can happen with tampons, maybe when she's at the gynecologist. When it comes to any type of penetration, basically um, what's happening is her muscles, the pelvic floor muscles, get so tense, they are like involuntarily contracting. And so it's like you want to have sex, but in that moment, when it comes to the moment of penetration, you can't. And it feels like a wall is being hit. Um, and it can feel like that with a tampon. It can feel like you're hitting a wall. And so it's uh, really just a result of those muscles getting so tense. But what it took me like a lifetime to figure out, which I've only learned the past couple of years is, yes, it's very real. It's very physical what's happening. But more than anything, it's psychological. And so I know for me, my muscles tensing up like that, um, it really is the physical manifestation of the anxiety and the fear that it's going to be painful. And mm. just like most things in life, once you have enough anxiety around something or once you're worried enough um, about something, unfortunately, it so it keeps happening. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it yes. can become um, a, ne a never ending vicious cycle in that sense. Mm -hmm. No, I completely understand that because it's like our minds are so powerful that the body's going to do whatever the mind says. Exactly. Yeah. And um, for me, and I think this happens with most women who have this, once you do have a painful experience or whatever it is, after that, there's a fear it's going to happen again. So now you have even more fear associated with it and it just keeps adding to it. For me, I ended up realizing just probably about five years ago that the reason I have this is because of a physical injury I received when I was like five years old. Um, 
But the thing is that physical injury did not leave any scarring. It didn't do damage to me more than anything. It was emotional trauma. So for me, it's been a combination of um, understanding that, you know, muscle has memory and I had some trauma going on, but still more than anything, uh, anxiety and the psychological trauma from that injury, if that makes sense. Yes, that definitely makes sense. Um, okay, so for the woman, is the volume working okay? When you're, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I was just making sure. Um, okay, so for women that are experiencing this, what would your advice be? Because I know that that is an, a, like such an emotional, that causes so much emotional stress for them. Mm-hmm. Well, gosh, I mean, more than anything, I know what helped me. It was educating myself because if somebody's watching this, but maybe she's going, wow, that sounds like what I have. I would say read about it as much as you can. And of course, I'll email you links to like the most helpful resources for me that you can put in this video. Um, but educating yourself, not just on what vaginismus is, but also figuring out if you can, you know, why did this happen for you? And with that, you might need to help you with that and help you overcome this. For me, it was a um, combination of education. Like once I really, I put together from like a light bulb moment that, okay, I'm struggling with this because of that physical trauma from childhood. It at least made sense to me why I had it. And now that it kind of made sense, I felt like I could deal with it better. So um, that was just my journey. But for someone who's struggling with this, I'd say you have to educate yourself, try to figure out what's caused it for you, and then um, be willing to get treatment. And a lot of people turn to physical therapists that specialize in um, pelvic floor therapy. For me, I did dilators. And that tends to be the most common form of treatment for women is dilating. Um, because it's physical, but it's also mental working with dilators. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so dilators, it's just like a dildo, right? Is that, is that what, what it looks like? They look just like dildos. Yeah, I almost thought, should I bring one and show? But I'm like, N people, I'll send the link and they can see. Mm -hmm. I almost thought about bringing one on here. Um, but yeah, it looks basically just like a dildo. Mm -hmm. Um. And instead of though using nothing wrong with that, you're really using it to retrain yourself, retrain your body and those pelvic floor muscles to understand that penetration, it doesn't have to hurt and it's not supposed to hurt. And it helps train your body and your mind to understand that you can do this, you know. Um, and for the longest time, that didn't make sense to me. I knew that dilators were an option, but I just thought, how can that be what helps, you know, penetration is what causes me fear and pain. And you're telling me that I'm supposed to go home with these and, and do this to myself. But once I understood more, just how much the mind is connected to what's going on physically, um, I knew that I could do it. And that's mm. when I actually ordered them and started using them. So um, for me, it really helped to, like I said, train your, bi your body and your mind to know you can do it. But it was also important, I learned, um, and I feel silly now, but it never crossed my mind that the vagina has a bunch of muscles. You have your pelvic floor muscle group. I never thought of the vagina as a muscle before. And so just learning that like any muscle in your body, um, you know, sometimes muscles can spasm. Sometimes a muscle, that's where you carry a lot of your um, tension. Sometimes a muscle needs to be stretched. All of that is true about your vagina too. And 
realizing that um, with the dilators really helped me too. Yes, definitely. Okay, so what about having an orgasm? Are you able to do that now? Now I can, yes. Mm -hmm. But it's still a journey. It's not like I can whenever. Um, I'm still getting there, but I can now. It's just more sporadic. But So I'm working on that part and how to do it every time. Mm -hmm. So hopefully when I get there, I can come back on here. Okay, for sure. Have you thought about using a jade egg too? That's something that I always tell my clients to use. What is it? A jade egg? No. I don't okay. know. What is that? It's a jade egg that you insert in you and you do exercises to strengthen the muscle of the pelvic floor. Oh, okay. Um, I can post a link down below and then obviously I can send you the one that I use. Um, mm -hmm. for that, but that's what really helped me too because yeah, you, like, like what you were saying previously, like that muscle is really weak for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that also reminds me too, another part of this and just um, healing yourself if you're struggling with this, it also has to do with exploration of yourself because, you know, anything in life that causes you pain, whether it's physical or emotional, we want to avoid it. That's our natural reaction. And so most women who suffer from vaginismus, including myself, um, we aren't familiar with our own bodies in that sense. None of us were ever masturbating by using our finger. Mm -hmm. You know, you hate penetration. So the closest my finger had ever come to my vagina was when I was using tampons, when I was able to. Do you know what I mean? So that was a big part of it too, is um, getting familiar with your own body because you know, everyone's body is a little different and you need to know how you're designed and all of that shaped and um, it helps you just with knowing, you know, how to use the dilators. And then from there, it helps you with your confidence and knowing that you can have sex. So it's yeah. quite the journey um, to get better. So then how long was this a span of a few years for you? A few years of what? Uh, what healing, working on it to then then get where you are now. Actually, it's been about six months since I've used a dilator. So um, I've struggled with this, like like I said, most of my life. But once I started dilating, I did start making progress. But like I said, um, as far as like just the whole journey of being able to have a totally normal sex life, being able to orgasm whenever I want. I'm not there, but um, once I started dilating, I'd say it took about 10 weeks and I was able to have pain-free sex. So to struggle with something your whole life and then after 10 weeks of doing something to be able to do that. Yeah. So I was quite pleased with, um, you know, it was quite a journey, but I also was pleased with the progress I made with dilators. They really did help me. Mm, and it also, yeah. you know, it takes away the mental anxiety because I now know my body can do that. It's just if I'm worked up or if I'm anxious, my body listens to that and those muscles get tight and that's when I can't have sex. So, and that's what I like about your channel too. You talk so much about how it's all connected, mind, body, soul, and it's so true. And I've learned that with this journey. Mm, thank you so much. Well, yeah, definitely. Because obviously you and I talked on the phone, but I mean, I literally thought that there was something wrong with me, but I couldn't have an orgasm. But I think that that's why it's so important for women to explore, learn, because when you're not doing that, you automatically think, oh, there's something wrong with you. When there's not, you just haven't figured it out. Exactly.
Yeah, and that's how it was for me for years. I just thought, well, this is just the way I am. For some reason, I can't have sex, or it's only sporadic that I'm able to without pain. That's just the way I am. And um, I went to talk about this because I feel like, you know, there's probably a lot of people out there, a lot of women who have this, but maybe like me, thinking, well, this is just how I am, you know, especially if they're uh, younger and they haven't had time to go through enough life experiences yet to realize, okay, maybe this isn't normal. You know what I mean? So I just want more women to know about it so that if they are going through that, they know what it is and they can start treatment when they're ready, you know? Yes, definitely. Yeah. And and releasing the shame over it too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's a private thing. Um, I used to be embarrassed about it, not anymore, but you do feel shame over over it and I also felt bad for like my partner my boyfriend my long-term boyfriend because I just felt bad for him and he's so patient but you still feel bad and do feel that shame and pressure and you know that's hard yes definitely okay Mm -hmm. so what would you want me take away from a woman watching this to take away from this conversation Uh, Just to remember that painful sex isn't normal. That shouldn't be happening. So if that is happening, there's absolutely something more going on, you know, and be willing to look into that. I wish I would have known um, sooner what I was dealing with so I could have, you know, went through treatment sooner, but you can't fix what you don't know. So yeah, painful sex isn't normal. And if you think you're dealing with this, um, you know, be willing to, to do what you need to do to help yourself. Um, if you feel like you need to find a physical therapist to work with, then do that. If you feel like maybe using dilators on your own will help you, then try that. Um, and there's also a lot of great private Facebook groups that give great support too. So I would say find a community where you can at least have someone to talk to so you know that you're not alone. It's really helpful. And you can also see, you know, hear people share their stories about what they did that helped them too. So that's Mm. important. Okay, definitely. I'm so glad that you said that because, yeah, having a community of women that are also going through that is so important. Yeah, it is. And especially something that's really sad to me about vaginismus is, um, like I said, because it's still pretty unknown, even though it is the most Mm -hmm. common sexual health issue that women struggle from, um, there's so many doctors that aren't educated on it. I myself, as well as so many women I've talked to have had that experience where when they tried telling their doctor what was going on and like, Hey, I can't have sex. Even tampons are uncomfortable. Um, you know, we've had doctors say things like, well, just drink a glass of wine before you try to have sex or, you know, and it's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. So many people that have this will tell you they've been told that by a doctor. Oh, you just need to relax, have a glass of wine. It's like you're telling someone who, you know, right now they can't control that muscle group to just relax the muscle group. That's not going to work. And telling someone to drink alcohol, yeah, that's not the solution. So just know that if you ever hear a doctor say something like that, it's a doctor that unfortunately isn't educated on vaginismus and just like anything you know you have to be an advocate for yourself you're not always going to find the doctor that was the best doctor for you and you know that's when you have to try to go find a different one until you know you you found someone that's at least listening to you and if they don't know what you're talking about they at least refer you to someone who does so yeah you a lot of doctors who aren't 
very knowledgeable on it. And so that's why it's really important, I think, to have community because you at least have other women you can find, even if it's on the internet, that, um, you know, you can talk to and share your experiences with. And that at least helps you from feeling like you're going crazy, you know, to have a community of uh, women going through the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And so I'll send you a link to you. Okay. Yeah, definitely do that because, I mean, that is ridiculous to tell someone to drink alcohol. Are you kidding me? That's a joke. I know. For so many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> for so many reasons. Uh, um, yeah. And it's like now that I understand what's happening, that muscle's contracting. If you were to force through that, you could hurt yourself. You could hurt that muscle. So that's like actually the last thing you want to do. So yeah, that's just a big red flag. But I know that's really, that's disturbing to me, but also depressing. It's like, what if your patient is an alcoholic and you're telling them to go, you know what I mean? There's just so many reasons that's a problem. But mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of people have had doctors tell them that. They just well, need yeah, to relax definitely. I mean, listen, drink. that's something that I always tell a lot of people I work with too is like, you shouldn't need a substance to have sex. If you want to drink, you can, but you exactly. shouldn't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Because then what's going to happen? What if that worked for you? So now do you have to have a certain amount of drinks in your system whenever you want to have sex? Like, no, you don't want that to be the case. So yeah, that's an appalling response. But, you know, it's you have to be your own advocate and do your own research. So mm. and doctors don't always know everything. So. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so are there any books on this subject, though? You know, I've found a lot on, you know, orgasms and things like that, but I haven't found any on this specific topic. There's a few um, basic books that I found that just, you know, talk about what it is, but as mm -hmm. far as, you know, books that really explore recovery, not so much. So um, okay. I can't say that I have particularly found a helpful book on this. If anything, it's been websites, um, forums, you know, where you're talking to other people, Facebook groups. But as far as a book, I haven't found one that's, you know, been helpful. Okay. All right. I, I just had to ask that because I was like, I can't think of any that, okay. Yeah, I'll double check, but nothing that comes to mind. Cause mm -hmm. I just know the internet is what helped me most, you know? So mm -hmm. listen, I'm thankful for YouTube too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. So you can find out a lot of things. I know, really, seriously. So what yeah. can you tell the men that are watching too? Because I know that so many men deal with women that have sexual issues, but they just don't know what to do. Well, know with this that um, it really is out of your control until you know what's going on. Like you want to have sex, but you can't. So don't take it personally. Don't feel like your partner is rejecting you. But I totally understand it probably does feel that way. And so that's why I said I always just felt so bad for my boyfriend. Like he knew I couldn't help it, but I still felt bad, you know. Um, I could see how someone would still feel like, well, maybe it is me. It's not you. It's, it's a condition and it's a, it's a problem. And until you know what the solution is and how to work through it, it's going to be there. So just know it's not you and um, just be patient being patient helps and no pressure. And, you know, for me, that was a good thing. Just seeing how patient my boyfriend was. I knew obviously he was in it for the right reasons. I could say it was a blessing in that way. Um, he's very patient. I think that's the best thing you can do. If you have a partner going through this, just be there for her and be patient.
Mm. But I totally get it. It's frustrating for men too. So yes, definitely. So where can everybody, you're going to give me your email. Is that what you want to do? So the people yeah, I'll send you it. my email. So okay. people have a way to reach me and um, yeah, that'll work. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing with everyone and with me on this important topic, because I know so from you discussing this. Yeah. And thank you for letting me be here. Oh, one thing I forgot to add, sorry. Um, I didn't really go into the causes of vaginismus. Um, lots of different things can cause it, but the most common cause that I'm finding from talking to my group of friends because of the age we are is, um, bless you. Um, for a lot of them, it's been a result of childbirth, traumatic childbirths where there's tearing and ripping. So, um, that's pretty common too with women to have vaginismus as a result of a traumatic childbirth. So again, just know that that's not normal and you know, you can get help, you can get through it, but um, yeah, I've come, I've talked to a lot of women that are still struggling with vaginismus from their last delivery. So just think it's important for people to know that there's all sorts of different things that can cause it, you know? Yeah, definitely. No, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Is that from them having like maybe like they were like they were being had gave birth too soon, maybe? Is that why rip is that why it was traumatic? I'm not sure. There's um I'm sorry, you cut out for a second. Um but yeah, I just think for some of them who have torn afterwards, even though mm -hmm. they know that they're healed, the fear there mm. that they're going to tear again if they have sex and they never had that problem before. Oh, yes. Okay. I see. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And um, yeah, comment below. Let us know your thoughts on this because this is a really important topic and be sure to subscribe to my channel. All right. Bye, everyone.